0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Aaron Wayne podcast episode number five. What's up, guys? That was loud. I was too close to the microphone. I'm still learning how to use this. Uh, I got like a little podcast studio set up. How about it, right? I got, uh, I got a camera recording. Um, I got, look, I got my Mac, my, my computer. my got my computer right here. And it's showing the Valley of Yosemite, which is the background on everybody's computer. But, I don't know. I could do like, uh, do like a podcast, right? It looks, it looks like I'm podcasting. It's pretty cool. Uh, hope you guys are doing well. I gotta tell you, the, uh... You know, I'm still doing the same stuff that you're doing. I took a nap today. Not proud of it. I did it. But uh life's going well, man. Teaching yoga. It's fun teaching uh, uh, my morning class. I have a regular Monday morning class that I'm doing, which I like. It's nice to have something on the schedule instead of just, like, having all day every day. Like, hey, do what you want when you need to. And so, I, dude, actually... Actually, that's not how I've been doing things. I got this notebook um, and I have been doing a bullet journal, which I've done like versions of a bullet journal where it's like habit tracking, where like I track Things that I do and don't want to do throughout the month, like meditate, exercise, read, breath work, dog walk, van. And then there's also things I don't want to do, which is sleep in, spend too much time on the couch, leave dishes overnight, and drink too much alcohol. So, like, it, I track the habits with a bullet journal. But um, in this world of like, we're all basically self employed. If you're, if you are fortunate enough to be employed and be making money right now, uh, you're doing self-employed like freestyle lance kind of stuff not freestyles Yo, i'm gonna hit a beat hit me with the beat my dog's name is nash he's a real puppy i don't know the words to the rest of this duppy doing freestyle i can't i can't rap why did i even think that i'm two minutes into the podcast i should already delete this but i've been making a schedule and then checking things off um, on the schedule, and then when I took a nap today, I wrote it down, because I got to be accountable to myself, I didn't even need a nap, I taught a yoga teacher training this weekend, it went great, my yoga teacher trainees, they um, they taught, I think it's going to be really interesting seeing this crop, because this is happening all over the world, and Yoga Alliance, which is the governing body, which gives... Um, gives like certifications it's not certification it's um it's a registration but it, it's um it kind of lends credibility to the industry they gave they gave permission and ability for contact hours to be done online in the during the coronavirus pandemic which is great because you know we had we have 15 people who are invested in this program and you know you don't want to postpone everything for them we got to keep living our lives and so it was a bit tenuous at first we really worked our tushies off to make sure that everything was buttoned up and professional and looking great with a lot of effort from the owner of the studio and the studio manager and the faculty of the yoga school and and then it just we did last month the first week and then this this weekend we did the first practice teach where the students taught yoga and it went so well it could have gone terrible, like it, like you know, the internet could have gone down, or like things could have happened. Nothing bad happened. Everything went well. So I'm immensely grateful for that. Um, and it's nice to be like steeped in the yoga, like doing, you know, talking about talking about the limbs and talking about practice, and um, you know, teaching for. So like, in order for me to do. The yoga teacher trainings, I you know, I got to be in my practice and doing my meditation and doing my asana and doing my breath work and all these things. I have to, because otherwise I'm teaching from a place of, um, like, um, it's contrived. It's not authentic. Uh, that's top three values, authenticity. And um, so my practice beefs up always before um, we go into the yoga teacher training weekends. Um, and then each time it, it boosts up, it's like, it's like it spikes where it's like really focused. And then like, I get back to, you know, being a busy Western, um, dude, just living my life and then kind of settles down and then it peaks back up. But it's like each time, you know, I go through that peaking process of engaging with, deeper with the breath, asana, and meditation and the scriptures, like the books, man. Like I'm uh I'm reading I should do like a little you guys probably if you're interested in doing like some book club stuff, let me know. But this is a book called A Path with Hearth by uh Jack Cornfield. And uh it's awesome. It's a great book. So like jump jumping into the reading and the and the work and all the stuff of yoga um it just keeps leveling up and leveling up, and I find that um it's great, it's great man the yoga so I was teaching the class I was teaching this morning was talking about i one of the themes I brought into play was how this practice is like you know yoga doesn't own movement and yoga doesn't own um contemplation and yoga doesn't uh, you know like Marcus Aurelius wasn't reading actually I think he did read the Bhagavad Gita and um I know Thoreau and Emerson like the great transcendentalist thinkers in the American tradition they were influenced by the Upanishads and the, the Gita and all these books that are really important in the yoga space but this is my point The yoga has been around for, you know, five, 10,000 years, like thousands and thousands of years. Right. Um, I think the oldest stuff goes back about 5,000 years. Um, don't quote me on that, but it's interesting. And, and yoga doesn't own all these things, like doesn't own the idea of meditation and the idea of movement and breath and reading and self-study and all this stuff. But it is a tradition that has all of those pieces. So it has the physical body. It has the mental body. It has the spiritual body for like lack of a better term. I know spiritual, like the word that has a lot of hangups for people, but you know, it's you' we have a, a spiritual aspect to us. Um, Sam Harris uses that word and he's very material. Um, rational uh, neuroscientist and I I don't think there's anything wrong with the word spiritual I think that we have hang-ups on the word spiritual so um, the yoga practice holds all those things and in my class this morning I was talking about how this practice has transcended time I mean it's it's been here for thousands of years and it's lived through um, birth death plagues natural disaster war famine everything and like the the practice has been carried into the present and by engaging with it just for personal gain. I mean just if it's even if it's just like I want to be shredded for the beach, which is going to be interesting. People are going to be, people are going to come this is not an opportunity for me to body shame people, but it is an opportunity to reflect on my experience, which is, uh, I gained a bunch of weight. I, I, and I sort of like spent some time over the last week or two, like cleaning up and working out and, um, you know, taking care of myself. Uh, but you know, for a week or two into the self-isolation like you know i was drinking ipas and eating pizza and not really exercising or even like you know i had i had my asana practice but it was like it wasn't i wasn't fully embodied in it you know what i mean um so it's going to be really interesting to get to the summer um i say interesting as if like as if i'm going to be like oh that guy or oh that girl but i think you know we should be reflecting on this. Like this isn't forever. You know what I mean? And it feels good to look good. So um. yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's coming from a place of privilege because I feel good in my body. But I don't always feel good in my body. Sometimes I feel really crummy about being in my body. And I think that's normal and that's okay. Um. And there are two options. You can either work to know what you're to if you have an ideal if you have an idea in your head that is relevant to your potential with physical wellness um and fitness like I'm not gonna run what is the world record for a marathon It's like two hours and six minutes It's like something crazy like that that is a hundred percent not on the table for me It doesn't matter how much training I do it doesn't matter. Like, what supplements I take just doesn't matter. I'm not going to do it. Um, Patrick Baboumian, this, like, vegan powerlifter guy, he's like, he can deadlift, like, a, I don't know, 1,000 pounds or something like that. Or that's that that's probably not true. I think the world record's, like, 1,100 pounds. Nonetheless, that's not in the cards for me either, right? So, my expectations of my physical and wellness potential are relevant to um, reality, right? And so that was a long tangent. I think that was a long tangent because I felt self-conscious that I was body shaming people. So I wanted to give a bunch of explanations so that I didn't feel guilty about it. But it will be interesting. Some of us are going to come out of this, you know, shredded. Some of us are going to be like I was uh, two weeks ago, like a little bit doughier. And that's okay. There's no judgment on it, but I was a little bit doughier. Speaking from my experience, not telling you what your experience should be, that was my experience, and I don't like feeling like that. I don't enjoy that feeling. Um. So even if the yoga practice for you and for me and for anybody else is aesthetic, it's about aesthetics and beauty and whatever those th- words mean to you, whatever you have attached to them, even if the practice is, is, like all of us we get it I got into yoga because of the asana I got into yoga because of the um because I uh, it was harder than I thought you know I went to my first yoga class and I was like just shaking shaking because I had trained all my my big muscles um, and trust me I don't have big muscles but um as um you know, high school athlete and uh, runner, um, I played football in high school, um, you know, I was doing deadlifts and squats and bench presses and stuff, and I was weighing like 190, 195, um, and then I got to college, and I put on, you know, a little bit extra body fat, and. And then I started running to get rid of that body fat, um, but I had no mobility. I had no small muscle group engagement. I had no like articulation of my spine. It was just like, like clench, lift, or like squeeze and pound your feet into the pavement. So there were no, there was no subtlety to it. So I got into yoga for the, for the asana practice, and that's probably why you got into yoga. That's how, that's how most of us get into it. Um, at least in this, you know, in the culture that we live in, it's, you know, so much about aesthetics and beauty and I'm just perpetuating all that stuff with talking about having extra body weight during the summer. (laughs) So like I'm guilty of all the crap that everybody else is guilty of in society, but that's okay. I'm working on it and you know, we strive to be better when we, when we can, but, um, getting into the practice for the for the physical stuff is awesome like that's fine it's nice to have a a body that feels well but eventually it gets to a point where it's like you know how many how long can i hold my handstand and what does that mean to me what does that mean to be able to hold handstand for a long time i really want to pike i really you know if you don't know what a piking handstand is it um here look oh look I got the internet and I was listening to Joe Rogan's podcast that just popped up on the screen if you're watching the video pike handstand if you're just listening to this which you probably are um let's mute this am I gonna get pulled off YouTube for this look at this lady she's like she's like hey guys I'm gonna teach you how that. she's super happy digging the banks Oh this is all wrong. This is like one-handed handstands. I wonder if she's a yogi or a gymnast. Yeah, this is like crazy. Dude, this chick is so strong. So pike handstand is you like create an L shape with your body and you basically instead of jumping your feet up over your head, you just use your core to do it. Right now she's just holding an L. This this chick is strong. Wow, I can't watch this. I can't watch this, now I'm distracted. What else does she do, does she do anything cool? Look at this, perfect stack. Crazy, how to do a pike handstand, the art of handstanding with Natalie Rekert. She's got almost 10,000 subscribers, go Natalie, good job girl. Maybe I should start doing stuff like this. I can't do this. Look, watch her, she gonna do it? Yes, that's it, that's it. This is a pike handstand. And if you can't see that... Oh my goodness, this is crazy. She's so good at this. And she's like, I can't watch this. Turn it off. Turn it off. But eventually it's like... You know, I'm sitting on a block. Ugh. Eventually it's like, how important is the asana to me? How important is the physical practice of it? And it is important. But event, you know, then you get to a point where you want to dive a little bit deeper, and I, I find, so Katie, my wife, is, um, more, um, like, ethereal, like, she, like, we watched The Outsiders, which has some supernatural stuff that happens in that show, and she, um, like, was legit afraid, like, I fell asleep on the couch, um, because ghost stories don't necessarily connect to me, But so I like I fell asleep and then she woke up and I or I woke up when the show ended and I like looked over at her and she was like. (gasps) And I was like, what happened? What happened in the show? She's like, you were sleeping. How did you sleep through that? I don't know what to tell you, but I fell asleep and she couldn't even articulate. She's like, I can't I can't talk about it right now. I was like, okay all right. And then, you know, she brushed it, she turned all, we live in a, about a thousand square foot house. We live in a very, very like modest, lovely house. And she had every light, every light in the house is on the front porch looks like the crack of dawn. See, I'm better at that than freestyling. I should just do more country music. And the reason every light was on is because she, cause she was like freaking out. Just brushing her teeth like frantically like looking around like the little like just kind of like looking left and right darting her eyes and i was like all right we got to go to bed babe and then the next day we went on a walk and i was like what happened on that show and she's like well should i spoil spoiler alert Nah, i'm not even gonna tell it. what she told me is she's just, she basically said like this happened and then i was uncertain about whether that thing was still happening. And I was like, oh. And it's because she has like more of a connection to to things, that, like immaterial things. And so the reason I bring that up is because for her, she connects way more to Ayurveda and subtle anatomy. She connects to the like, hold on, my dogs are barking. Nash, come here. Hey, buddy. She connects way more to the subtle anatomy and Ayurveda and the chakra system of understanding um, energies and the body and um, and I value that those things exist though they aren't the primary mode of how I interpret my life experience. I am more like um, and she and she does tarot. She's really good at like interested in tarot and crystals and like it's beautiful like. Um, how all this shows up for her. Um, and how like, having this crystal or this stone or this rock reminds her, like uh, Rose quartz, for example. Um, Rose quartz is supposed to be like evoking of love and compassion. And I don't think that she thinks anything metaphysical or mystical is happening. I just think it's a nice reminder. So, like, she has rose quartz beside her bed when she feels um, that she... Honestly, it works like if you have an abundance of love in your life or if you feel like you're lacking love in your life. It's just a reminder, like love oh yeah there's that rock it's like this physical tactile thing for the emotional states that we're experiencing so I think it's beautiful I think it's lovely but that's not something that always resonates with me in fact she probably wouldn't articulate it the way that I just articulated it to you she would probably say it in her way right which would probably be like I said more ethereal and so the cool thing about yoga and the philosophies therein are that they can get you where you need to get got Right, so it's like I value like reading books like this, like reading Jack Cornfield. This is this is speaking of heart, right? Katie has Rose Quartz heart because she has an intuitive intelligence that I haven't connected with, of like love and um, um you know, heart spaces and all these like hippy dippy things. I have to have it like this. But it's still all yoga. It's all still the same stuff, right? Um, and that's how versatile the practice is. So that's what I'm talking about. And like the the gods, quote god, like whatever that means to you, right? Like the deities and the in the the the, um, the um, what does Joseph Campbell say? The archetypes. Within um, Eastern mythology and um, even Western mythology of like, you know, Christ and Moses, like all these guys, like all of these people and deities represent something inside of us that we find resonant, meaning my dog's name is Ganesh or Ganesh. Ganesh is an elephant headed Hindu god. And we named our dog Ganesh when I was, we were like four months into doing yoga. And I was, I'm so fanatical that I was like, uh, Ganesh is a yellow elephant headed Hindu God. Let's just name our dog Ganesh. But we were in a, like I wasn't in a, like I didn't know how to say Ganesh, Ganesh. So, which is how you say it. So we called him Ganesh. And now we just call him Nesh when we go to the vet because they don't know who the hell Ganesh is. So, Ganesh speaks to me, or Ganesha, or Ganesh, because he is, um, an elephant headed Hindu god, which is cool and, like, kind of, like, wild, but more importantly, you know, he's the remover of obstacles, he is, uh, he has wisdom, he has strength, he, um has uh an axe in one so he's oftentimes in in eastern stuff you see individuals or deities that have multiple arms and Ganesha is one of the ones that have multiple arms and in one hand he has um um like candy he has like a bunch of candy in one hand and then in the other hand he has an axe like actual fighting axe not like a cutting down tree axe so it's like there's a beautiful symbol there it's like I can bring sweetness, but I can also like bring an ax to the fight, you know? Um, so it's like a beautiful symbol of a completeness within a person, right? Um, Alexander Solzhenitsyn said, the line of evil doesn't run between men, but, but but the line runs inside of every man. So the lines between good and evil are not between individuals, but within an individual. So we all have good and bad in us, and that's like a beautiful representation. One hand has candy, the other one has an ax. He also, in one of his hands, I think he has an open palm in one of his hands, um, which is like just emptiness, which is a beautiful symbol of itself, right? So you can like interpret that how you will. And then in his fourth hand, he has a tusk that he broke off in order to write scripture which is just like a crazy symbol. Like I love that idea of like using your physical body and your existence in order to make something that lasts longer than you. And I was reminded of um who was a sci-fi writer who was just like all hopped up on amphetamines. I want to say his name. It wasn't Arthur C. Clarke. I don't know. But he wrote about how like, oh, like Hunter S Thompson sort of did this. Or he just like used up his body in order to get his writing out, which I think is a beautiful, beautiful message. I think I just heard the car horn. I think Katie's here. Yeah. Katie's here. Hey. I'm podcasting. Ah. Do you, there's a camera there. Watch out. You can come through the camera. Just don't knock it over. Do you want to podcast with me? No, I want to eat. I'm really hungry. I haven't had anything today. Well, I'm only doing 30 minutes, and I'm 25 in. So I might as well call it here. Okay. Bye friend. Do you want to wave bye to the camera? Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's podcast hope you guys are doing well be good and um maybe i'll get katie in on a podcast here soon what? do you want to do a podcast with me at some point she said yes she said yes and i said well i said how she said right about right now oh do you know that song are you ready to eat? i'm ready to, i'm not all right i gotta go i'll sing more country music to you guys later all right, peace. We did it. Another one in the books. Starting to build a little bit of a collection here. Um, so I hope you guys are doing well, and I uh, hope you had fun. Hopefully, you had a couple laughs, and you learned a little bit about yoga or yogurt or practicing yogurt. Um, my Instagram is Aaron Wayne Yoga. A A R O N Wayne Yoga. Stay tuned. We got more coming. All right, guys. Peace out.